What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision family, this is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here. And our passage today, as we continue our first and second Samuel podcast, uh, this is just going to be a long story of consequences. If you recall in the previous chapters, David has committed adultery uh, and murdered Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. Then he uh, ultimately is called to repent by the prophet Nathan. And and David does. He responds. His heart is always responsive toward God and his word. And so God forgives him and cleanses him of his sin. But there are going to still be consequences to his sin. And that begins to be unleashed in his family. So I'll be reading from 2 Samuel chapter 13. Uh, I'll have to summarize most of chapter 14, but this is from the Christian Standard Bible. Some time passed. David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar. And David's son Amnon was infatuated with her. Amnon was frustrated to the point of making himself sick over his sister Tamar because she was a virgin but it seemed impossible to do anything to her. Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, a son of David's brother, Shimea. Jonadab was a very shrewd man, and he asked Amnon, Why are you, the king's son, so miserable every morning? Won't you tell me? Amnon replied, I'm in love with Tamar, but my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend you're sick. When your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare a meal in my presence so I can watch and eat from her hand. And as we continue the story, Amnon carries out that plan. He pretends to be sick. David says, Okay, that's fine. Go feed your brother. And when Tamar arrives with the food, Amnon sends everyone else out. I'm sure she had no idea what was happening. But she brought food into his uh, bedchamber. Uh, And then verse 11 says this, When she brought them to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come sleep with me, my sister. Don't, my brother, she cried. Don't disgrace me, for such a thing should never be done in Israel. Don't commit this outrage. Where could I ever go with my humiliation? And you would be like one of the outrageous fools in Israel. Please speak to the king, for he won't keep me from you. But he refused to listen to her because he was stronger than she was. He disgraced her by raping her. So Amnon hated Tamar with such intensity that the hatred he hated her with was greater than the love he had loved her with. Get out of here, he said. No, she cried. Sending me away is much worse than the great wrong you've already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. Instead, he called to the servant who waited on him. Get this away from me. Throw her out and bolt the door behind her. Amnon's servant threw her out and bolted the door behind her. Now Tamar was wearing a long-sleeved robe because this is what the king's virgin daughters wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long-sleeved robe she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away crying out. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has your brother Amnon been with you? 
Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in the house of her brother, Absalom. Our actions have consequences. I mean, there, there's just so much going on in this passage. And you, you see um, the dysfunction uh, of a family, uh, really a family almost disintegrating, right? And you, you just look at this through the eyes, through the lens of each character. I mean, you see the, the callousness of Amnon. I mean, it just leaves you breathless. I mean, he treats Tamar. Once he gets what he wants, he, she's just like chewed over bones. I'm done. Get out. I don't want anything else to do with you. And and it's evident that he is uh, consumed with lust. Whenever it uses the word love, I think we probably should put that in air quotes uh, because lust a lot of times does masquerade as love. But, but we know love shows itself in commitment, and that's definitely not um, his attitude toward his sister. And so, you know, you look at the, the destruction and the devastation that his sin brought on her. And can Amnon be forgiven? Absolutely. That's the gospel. Uh, but think about Tamar's life. We're talking about a human being made in the image of God. And then, so you see it through her eyes and, and, and she was just completely destroyed. And then uh, even David, what did David do? Um, I didn't read this, but let me read it to you now. Verse 21 tells us when King David heard about all of these things, he was furious so he was furious, but that's it. Uh, isn't that incredible? I mean, he's he's mad, but he doesn't do anything. Um, <clears throat> maybe he feels like he can't do anything because of his own sin. He's passive, and so a, a great sin has been committed in his family, and David's just not leading. Uh, he doesn't respond. So Absalom, uh, Tamar's brother, uh, he begins to take matters into his own hand, and he's going to cook up a plan for revenge. And you know, you can kind of understand. I mean, this is his sister who's been violated. And so he plots for revenge for two years and then he's going to carry it out and, and kill Amnon. And again, you can kind of understand the heat of the moment, the anger and the emotions, but the answer to evil is never to commit more evil. Uh, instead, we overcome evil with good. And you know, you can think about that. We, all of us, to some degree or another, we have a level of dysfunction because of sin. Uh, we, we have it in our marriage. We have it in our relationship with our parents or our children. Um, and sometimes, you know, we just kind of get on this, uh, this cycle of just kind of biting one another and st stabbing one another. And, you know, where does it end uh, in marriages where couples are just going at one another and not getting along and just day after day and week after week and year after year or siblings doing that. And so there's resentment and there's anger and there's forgiveness, unforgiveness. So where does all that end? And we have an answer, don't we? It ends at the cross. It ends with forgiveness. We have to let go and we have to reconcile. That's where it ends. But Absalom uh, turns toward evil instead, and, and, and he murders his brother. And it's kind of interesting when you step back and, and look at what's happening. Absalom is really imitating his father, David. You know, you think about this. Both of David's sins have now been committed among his children. So you, you've had sexual sin uh, that's been committed and now uh, murder. And so consequences, you can have forgiveness, but consequences sometimes follow, and they're being unleashed in David's family, just as God, God's Word said that they would be. And so if you fast forward to chapter 14, we just don't have time to read it, and it's a very long chapter, but Absalom is on the run 
he knows David is displeased with him, and chapter 14 is this long plan to get Absalom back. And so Joab uh, is part of this plan. He finally brings Absalom back to David. David doesn't want to see him for a long time. Maybe even David's thinking, okay, I can forgive him, but I just can't look at him. But eventually they do meet up, and it almost seems to be maybe some reconciliation, but not really. Uh, the, the chain of events has produced a resentment in Absalom, and, and he's probably just furious with his father because he did absolutely nothing about Tamar when she was raped. And so now he's looking at David and saying, and now he's punishing me, And but what did he do when my brother violated my sister? He didn't do anything. Uh, and in the next chapter, I don't want to really get into this, but chapter 15, Amnon has a plan to become king because he thinks he would do a better job. So he, he's planning uh, to murder his own father and replace him. Now, as I step back, as I just pull back from this whole story and, and, and everything that's happening, when you look at this from the beginning of chapter 13 and then you take into consideration chapter 14, one thing is noticeably absent from this story. And the answer is God. God is, is absent from this story. Uh, everyone's asking, like, what do I want? Like Amnon says, what do I want? Well, I want my sister. Um, and he, he goes after her. Absalom says, what do I want? Well, I want to kill my brother who violated my sister. Oh, and I want to be king. And, and Jonadab, you know, he's the, the supposed friend of uh, Amnon. And he says, what do you want, Amnon? I'll, I'll help you get what you want. I want this. I want that. I want to do this. This is my desire. How can I plot this? But is anyone really asking, what does God want? Um, when you read this, not really. Uh, what would God want me to do? What can I do in this situation to please and, and to glorify God? No one in this story is even thinking of God and his will except for Tamar. Um, no one is seeking him. Everyone's thinking, how can I get my own uh, plan and carry out my own selfish will? Um, and here's the amazing thing I was just reminded of. As dark as this story is and as hard as this is for us to grasp, this is also my story and this is your story apart from God's grace. Um, apart from God, uh, we're Amnons and we're Absaloms. Romans 3 says we don't understand God. We, we don't seek after God. We've turned away from Him. We do not do good. And as we saw last time, yes, there's forgiveness and there's cleansing at the cross. And there's even a new start for the Amnons and the Absaloms of the world. It doesn't turn out that way in this case, but there's a new start that's offered to every one of us when we trust in what Jesus has done for us. Sin, you know, I can look at my life, you can look at yours, and we can agree. Even if we've been forgiven through Jesus, I mean, sin has wrecked our lives in so many ways. And there, you know, we can look at consequences in our own lives uh, for sin. And, and maybe you're experiencing consequences of your sin right now, but here's the message that I want you to hear and I want you to understand as you look at these chapters, God wants to give us his grace and God wants to empower us to live in a way that pleases him. So God, help us to do that today and help us to look to you for your strength and your help. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.